Welcome to the Running in the Center of the Universe podcast. I'm Ashlyn Dave, your host. We've got a great show lined up, so let's get started. And this is Ashlyn Dave, and this is the Running in the Center of the Universe podcast, episode 286. It is the week of December 2nd, 2021. I'd like to wish everybody a happy Hanukkah and a Merry Christmas and a belated happy Thanksgiving and a uh, premature new Happy New Year. Um, got a new show out for, uh, this week. Uh, it's an excellent interview with Down Under Dave. Uh, David Williams has uh, written a book called An Unstoppable Runner. Uh, I interviewed him a couple years back. Uh, he lives down in Tasmania, uh, Down Under. And uh, he's got a really interesting story in his book. Uh, I was uh, privileged to get a hard copy of the book that he sent me uh, all the way from Tasmania uh, and when he signed it. And it was a real nice message in there. And uh, we finally connected over a talk shoe and uh, got an interview. And uh, that's what I have lined up uh, for the first part of the podcast um, for this episode. Uh, Make sure you stick around on the other side for some additional tangents. And here we go to Down Under Dave. All right. Well, this is Ashlyn Dave, and I've got uh, down under David Williams uh, on the line for an interview today in reference to the book that he wrote called An Unstoppable Runner. Uh, David has been a listener of the podcast for a number of years. We've uh, actually talked offline uh, over the years, uh, gotten to know each other. Matter of fact, he's met my wife as well. And uh, he wrote a book about his uh, his life and his running adventures, which is pretty extensive in the ultra running Area it was uh, published this year by uh, Genadera Press, which I guess is there in Australia. Um, the book is available uh, in digital format and in hard copy format. I was he sent me a, my own copy um, from Down Under, uh, so I have my own signed copy. So, David, when you become more famous, I'll have my book will be more valuable. <laughs> Thanks. I uh, appreciate you making the time to, to join the show. Um, what uh, uh, what motivated you to write the book, and um, and when did you get started on the project? Um, well, um, good morning, Dave. Um, firstly, um, the book title, I'm An Unstoppable Runner, isn't meant to be um, saying um, I'm a great runner. It's more saying um, I... I've had many, many reasons to stop running because of injuries like all runners or um, I've had um, a broken leg, things like that that have really sort of slowed me up. But um, I, I won't give in and um, I, I, I will always be coming back to running. So um, that's that's really why how the title um, arose. Um, but I, I, um, I wanted to... Um, tell people that um, in, in, in a book form to, to encourage others to, to um, get out there into nature and to have their own adventures. Um, in, uh, if I can, at my old age of 74, um, I, think, um, I think a lot of other people can do the same. Um, I, in fact, I've had a few, a few people who've read the book now who, who aren't um, runners um, who feel motivated to to actually do more with with exercise, more walking, um, um, and get out into the bush tracks around where I live. So, um, so it it hopefully it's working, Dave. 
Well, that's outstanding. Um, like I was telling you before uh, we started the interview, I've marked a bunch of pages in here. I'm hoping we can get to um, several things that I marked that I wanted to ask about. But I guess the first and foremost, you live on Flinders Island, which is, um, I guess, down under. And I was surprised. I knew you said you lived in a small community, but it's only just 900 people. Yeah, that's all. Um, you know, there's no traffic lights here. There's no roundabouts. Um, but we've got we've got a hospital, and we've we've got all the supermarkets and things like that. So it's a, we're not um, we're not sort of deprived, um, <laughs> but um, it's uh, it's just remote. <laughs> uh-huh. Okay. Uh, so the book itself kind of follows through. Um, your life, uh, where you grew up, and then how you ended up getting to where you were and, and some of the uh, challenges you've had in your life and the, the tragedy of your daughter uh, passing. Um, and it sounds like you've had a few bouts of, what, pneumonia along the way, and you've, uh, but nothing's really ever quite stopped you. Have you, um, and you had cancer yourself, uh, which, which was, you, you uh, mentioned that later in the book. Um, what have been some of your biggest challenges since you've uh, started doing your running in your later age? Um, really, I mean, the, the greatest challenge um, was was the new, getting over the pneumonia. But I also um, had um, what they call um, athlete, athlete's heart. I don't know whether you read that bit, but um, basically the, yeah. the specialist said it was because I'd been running ultra marathons for 40 years and... Um, my heart muscle um, had become too strong, um, which seems a bit ironic, really, doesn't it? You think you think yeah. all that running would um, would make uh, your strong heart muscle would make it better, but apparently it sort of um, uh, um, sort of stopped 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 me in my tracks for about um, about three months until I sort of worked out that I could run. Now I now have to run walk. Um, which um, is a bit frustrating, but at least I'm still out there. And uh, probably doing a little bit more running that you're probably, than you're probably supposed to, I would... Uh, <laughs> I would probably... Of probably course, predict. of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, it's... Uh, well, it, again, it's it's just another thing that um, life throws at you that you've got to... Um, you've got to get over. Um, and... Um, I won't give in, and I'm, I'm sure most of your listeners out there feel the same way. Um, you've just you've just got to get over it and um, suck it up and get on with it. I I did think it was interesting. I, I just found it here. It's Doctor Evans told you that if you continued to run, your heart was so strong, but you if you continued to run, you would drop dead because it uh, was pumping. Um, I guess. Well, I'm not sure if this is the part that you're you're uh, referring to. Yeah, you're, you're, I guess your heart did get weak at one point, become enlarged. I'm sorry, I missed that. Yeah, your heart yeah, had become yeah, enlarged. That's, yeah, that's right. Um, and um, he said that a, a lot of um, um, elite athletes suffer from it, um, but it's the first time he'd sort of come across a non-athlete, a non non-elite at my age with the with that problem. Okay. So. Uh, <laughs> and um, and believe me, I'm I'm far from I'm far from elite. I'm always at the back of the pack. Uh, and it looks like you did. Uh, you were dead uh, freaking last at one of them. I remember reading. Although uh, if yeah, that guy hadn't so, dropped out, you wouldn't have been right. 
Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, I was um yeah, DFL is um was has been my worst fear for many years. And um I <laughs> yeah, I was um I thought I was okay, but the fellow I was um just behind um fell fell down, collapsed in, in the middle of a marathon, so I was left all on my own at the back. <laughs> Now, I know that you've run a lot of uh, races stretching back and d- had done marathons, even going back to the 80s, um, which yeah. uh, is quite some time ago. But it, it seems to me that from reading the book that the uh, Big Red Run had a, a really big impact on you. Can you just describe that a little bit for some of the listeners? Yeah, yeah, I can. Um, and um, I know that I know that in America you have such wonderful wild places, um, you know, like Death Valley and the Grand Canyon and places that are like that we visited but um i had never been into a, a desert area before um and to get up into what we call the red center of australia in the simpson desert um just blew me away um to see to see such colors to see the 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 huge um horizons stretching out in front of me and um Knowing that I could sort of run all day across this desert and um, basically not not achieve not get not get anywhere because the, the desert just went on and on and on um, up and over thirty or forty sand dunes every day, um, yeah, and over what we call gibber plains, which are sort of red rock um, plains that um, tear your feet apart and um, horrible blisters. But no, the um, the the place itself was just um, just struck a real chord within me, um, and I, I'm always always love now to get back to to those desert areas. Now, the do you think you'll ever do that one again? Well, it, unfortunately, they stopped um, they stopped oh. doing it. They can't. They, yeah. Um, uh, I think it, it got too expensive for them to run. Uh, the the cost of putting all this, moving all these things out to such um, remote areas um, was just exorbitant, I think. But um, which was a shame. But now there's uh, uh, there's a new one that I do called the Lara Pinta Trail Race, which is still up in in that area. But it's um, it's along high ridges of um, of rocky country not not really what you'd call desert but um it's still still red earth and um we we run along the, the oldest river bed in the world um which is called the fink river um so yeah it's a that's an exciting event and um it's a four day four day um ultra marathon event so that's that's something i'm i'm going back to this april um and i hope to keep going back um as long as I'm above ground. <laughs> I saw that, um, I did not know this about you, but it's uh, when you uh, do your training, you practice talking aloud to yourself. Um, how did yeah. you get started doing that? And what's the, been the impact of that? <laughs> well, it started because I, I used to run with my old dog. Um, well, she was young <laughs> then, but um, yeah. And the, and the, the dog, the dog always listened. Um, <laughs> and, um, and 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 never um, and never never argued with me. And um, yeah, she she just would cock an ear and listen to what I was saying. So um, when she passed away and I had to keep, I had to run on my own. I found talking to myself was um, just as good. 
it works. It works as long as it's positive. As long as it's positive talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me ask you about the devices that you use. Uh, sounds like you're kind of old school, where you just use the the Timex uh, Iron Man watch. Don't use any kind of Garmin or distance measure. But then, but then you do use a Gym Boss, which gives the uh, beeps for the the time intervals. How do you yeah. um, how do you how do you measure what your distance is for a prescribed training run, or do you do you map those out uh, using some kind of online application? Well, Dave, I I don't um, actually measure distance. I I run by time. Okay. So I'll go I'll go out for an hour run, or I'll go out for a three hour run, um, and um, that's that's my that's my training method. Um, I found I found that um, just doing it on time was a lot more relaxing. Um, especially now, I'm not sort of I'm not really trying. I'm not obviously not going to do a, a PB or um, I'm not going to break any records. I'm just out there. Any event I'm doing, I'm just finishing and enjoying it. So uh, yeah, I just train on on the on time. Which is which is also very good because it enables you to, without without sort of feeling guilty, to stop and admire the view or to take a photograph, um, and off you you do that and then shuffle off again. It doesn't, um, yeah, it doesn't it doesn't feel restrictive. Do you do you, uh, do you have any? I I mean I, I presume you do have a general idea of, of what the distance is that you've gone during that time. Do you, do you stay rather consistent or do you? Uh, how do you know that you've, it's just a different concept for me. I'm not, not, you know, second guessing you, but like, how do you know that you trained enough for a marathon if you never knew how far you ran, I guess is what I'm asking. Well, two, two things. Um, one, yes, I, I do, I do know approximately how far I'll go in an hour, but, um, also I know that if I'm, if I'm entering a marathon, I want to do it in, uh, four and a half, five hours, so that if I if in my training I run for four hours, um, I know I'm about right. So um okay. if if you understand me, um that's yeah that's my way of thinking. Yeah. I don't um I don't need to do um twenty point three miles or whatever it is that is um for a marathon schedule, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, it's, but, uh, reading the, but, go ahead. Hmm. Go on. I'm, go ahead. Uh, well, I was saying in reading the book, it seems that there are a lot of events that take place uh, either on your island or just a short flight or a ferry. Um, how do you get to your island? Do you have to take a, a plane or does it a, does there a ferry? Yeah, it's a, there's a, a plane. Um, and it, yeah, it's, a, it's um, an hour from mainland Australia. Uh, but um, there's a there's a, now a huge island south of um, the mainland called Tasmania, which is a separate state, and we're a half hour flight away from uh, Tasmania. Okay, and that has events so, there as yeah, well. There are there are a lot of they have a lot of events over there, um, a lot of trail running. Um, it's uh, it, Tasmania is a very um, beautiful hilly state. We don't have um, such high mountains as you you um have in in america unfortunately but um there's some some beautiful bush runs here um and uh, um 
I, I enjoy just flying across for half an hour, half an hour, hire a car and drive drive out to these um, these na- um, national parks where we where they run. Yeah, it's lovely. So and, I was um, reading about. I'm sorry, I don't want to interrupt go you. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, well, like, no, you know, no, go. Okay. There, um, I share that your uh, interest in the, De- the Death Valley uh, Badwater uh, race. Of course, I would never think that I could do that, but I'll probably watch that movie, Running on the Sun, you know, 10, 15 yeah. times. It's just pretty amazing. But it, I didn't realize that you had uh, the experience to go run uh, near stovepipe wells and uh, – I mean, you describe it in the book, but what was it? How far did you run along the uh, the Badwater course? Uh, well, and and it was it was really it was in your summer and it was hot, um, but I'd never experienced anything like it because the, there was just no humidity at all. It was everything was so dry. Um, but what a wonderful place! The colours and um, um, no traffic at all until this fellow dro- drove up and wanted to film me, but. Um, yeah, I I, um, I ran about um, what should we say three miles each way. Um, I ran f- toward, from Stovepipe Wells towards Furnace Creek, um, and um, somewhere near I think it was somewhere near the Devil's Golf Course around there. Um, and but um, yeah, it was it was just amazing to um, to experience the, those conditions and. Um, I would have, I would have always, I always would have loved to have been that that elite enough to run in the in the bad water. Um, and like you, I watched that film, um, and um, I am, I envy the people that can do those things. Yeah, I've always been in awe of uh, the folks that have that ability, and and I think the one, uh, the guy that delivers, I think he delivers linens up in New York City. Um, I can't yeah. remember his name. The guy that wanted the regular soup and uh, <laughs> yeah. he got, uh, you know, he's a little foul mouth, I guess. But he was, I mean, he seemed about as normal as they come. And here he has this unbelievable ability of ultra running. It's just pretty remarkable. Yeah. And then, you, of course, you have the speed walker. Yes. And, the yeah. and to, uh, you know, just to see them sort of um, dumping these, these runners, walkers into big um, ice baths in them <laughs> to, to yeah. cool their body down. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Scary stuff. <laughs> so you're completely retired now, but are you still the deputy mayor of your local council? I am. I am. Um, and I enjoy, I enjoy um, serving our local community. Um, and that, that's what it is. It's, um, it's, a, uh, it's me contributing time to, to our community um, who, who, yeah, there's a, there's a lot of issues on small islands um, that, um, impose, that make, make life um, tricky in many ways. And um, our little council do our best to alleviate those, those um, problems. Um, and we, we do sort of have to negotiate with... Um, with the state governments, etc., to um, to get grants to achieve um, certain certain things that we're trying to do, like we're trying to build a safe harbour here. Um, we have um, problems with waste management, um, which every every community does have. But being an island, um, it's very hard for us to recycle um, 
waste. Um, we have to ship it off the island, which costs money. Um, so yeah, we have a, we have many issues that um, that uh, I, I'm enjoying sort of helping the community achieve. So um, yeah, this, I've been I've been on council for 15 years, um, and next year is my last year. I'm ready. I'm ready oh, to okay. um, to, to leave it live, ready to leave it to younger younger people. So um, <laughs> yeah, I, but I've I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Surely they'll can probably consult you, I would think, since you've been on there for so long. How um how long was the book in uh when did the idea get formed? Because I'm gonna do something like this when I get when I'm older in reference to my police career and my and the running I've done. Not as not as much ultra running as you, but um I can definitely see myself in some of these pictures here that you have in the book about how much fun you're having. What was the uh, overall how did the project work? Uh, when was it when did you come up with it, and how hard was it to get started? Well, firstly, I'm pleased to hear that um, it's mo- it's motivated you to do some writing, Dave. I think um, I think it yeah. would be really interesting, and um, I'm hoping I'll, I'll get a signed copy of that. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, Certainly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, no, I I. Um, I was injured when, when I had my um, uh, pneumonia, when I suffered from pneumonia after a big race in New Zealand, um, which I describe in the book. And, um, yeah, um, I, I was laid up. I couldn't run for a little while. Um, and I started sort of thinking about all the events I'd done over the years. And I, I thought, oh, I'd like to sort of just write, write about them for myself. So I, I started, and um, and it exploded from there. Really, I um, I I wrote more and more, and then I thought, oh, this, you know, this this could achieve something by encouraging others to um, to to not give in to to injuries or um, problems like pneumonia. You, um, so I I actually went to, and I wrote about it in the book. I went to a little island. Um, um, in the middle of the wild Bass Straits here, um, called Deal Island, and um, I, it, my wife and I were alone. There was no nobody else on the island for three months. So every afternoon, I sat and um, sat and wrote, and um, from there, my book expanded, and um, it is what you now have on your lap. Yeah, it's so pretty I was cool. Very proud. cool. I was very, yeah, I was, now I look. I was. I was actually amazed to find um, somebody wanted to publish it, and I was very proud, of course, to see to see it and to um, to to be able to talk to people like yourself or um, people in our community. I've, I've actually done a few presentations to um, to other running groups about about my experiences, um, which feels a bit strange because I'm I'm sort of a person that likes to be under the radar really i'm not not a, a public sort of person I, I i don't really like to promote myself but um i'm happy to promote my book because of course it, as i as i say on the cover um all the profits and royalties are going to cancer council um so i'm i'm obviously keen to to push that as um as much as i can yeah, and tell the listeners, if you would, David, how they can obtain either a digital copy of the book or a hard copy, and then maybe a little bit more about the Cancer Council, which is your uh, your cause. 
Thank you. Um, well, the, the book is available through through Amazon or Booktopia. Um, but um, if if anyone wants a um, a signed a signed copy from me, I'm happy to um, happy to organise that, and they can reach me on my email address, which is um, flinders dot runner at hotmail dot com. Okay, and I'll make sure I put just, that. I'll put that in the, the show notes when I publish the show. I'll be happy to do that and link to the book. Thank you. And I just want to tell you, just past my window as I look out over the water, um, three white-bellied sea eagles have just swooped past my house. Um, wow. They're obviously looking for breakfast. So amazing, <laughs> amazing. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Um, yeah, so um, um, and. Um, that's that's how the the book is um, can be um, can be purchased. Um, but yeah, I um, I as you mentioned earlier on, um, our family lost um, we lost a, um, a, a young daughter, um, Alison, um, eleven twelve years ago through a very bad um, aggressive form of cancer. Um, you know, and um, I've I've had bowel cancer. Um, and unfortunately, my wife's just recovering from breast cancer. So it's, we, we've been struck oh, fairly hard. And I, and I, I know um, every family um, has, those, uh, have, has those issues. Um, but um, I just wanted to do what I can to, to help others who are, who are suffering or to help the research, which, um, which will find cures for the various forms of cancer. Um, some in in the book, I mention a few events that I've done to raise money for for that um, for cancer council. Um, I've run sort of uh, across Tasmania on a, a five day a five day two hundred kilometer run, um, stopping overnight at pubs for a couple of beers, which is always enjoyable. Um, Yes, yeah, so I, I I am highly motivated to to um, to raise funds for for that charity. Yeah, is that a local charity to um, Australia, or is it? Uh, I, I just just help me understand a little bit more about it. It's called Cancer Council. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Cancer Council is an Australian organisation. Yes, but um, but of course the um, uh, cancer cancers um, worldwide um and i think i i think well i know that they all share they share their their um uh, findings um and uh, research results uh, across the world so it's not a um it, it's not a sort of a, a local issue okay. really yeah i would yeah i would think that certainly i Maybe ask the question a little bit wrong. I just wanted to know a little bit more about it. No, no, no. Uh, I think it's wonderful no, no. what you're doing. Um, and um, I guess I'll kind of wrap things up here a little bit. Do you have anything else you want to share with the letter listeners or reference to the book? I'm well, going to link to everything on my podcast page. Um, but what uh, what did I not hit on that you want to share? Well, I just wanted to, to say how exciting um, – I still find running what fun it is to be out there in the middle of nowhere and to to see very few people and to um, to experience the the wilderness that we we have all around us. Um, even if you live in cities, it's not far to get out into into those special places. 
So I still find that exciting, and I hope that comes across in the book, and I hope that um, your listeners will also um, be unstoppable, Dave. I think it does come across in the book. Um, I enjoyed reading it. It's a, uh, a, a, I would call it a fast read, meaning because it's interesting going from chapter to chapter. The chapters aren't so long where you kind of where you get lost in different events. They're perfectly perfect uh, limits or, or perfect um, lengths. And uh, thank you for your time, Unstoppable Runner and Unstoppable Runner, David Williams. <laughs> from Flinders Island down under also known as known as down under Dave. Uh, if you would hang on a second, uh, we'd talk uh, on the other side. Uh, appreciate your time Thank you. for the interview and I wish you all the Thank best going forward. Take care, everyone. Thank you. Now he sure is a mighty fine fella. And that's uh, David Williams from Flinders Island, which is part of the state of Tasmania down under and uh, definitely a mighty fine fella. Really appreciated his time doing the interview. Um, you might hear my dog in the background there. She's got a little squeaky toy that she's playing with. Uh, that's Twyla, the puppy. And that segues into my next uh, little tangent here. So I did a two-mile run back on November 21st with Ashlyn Bob and Twyla. That was Twyla's first run with me. Um, what I do is what I did with Blue as I ran, um, I kept a, I got an app on here called Shoe Cycle and uh, on my phone. And I kept track of Blue's mileage. And would you believe uh, I've deleted him? Uh, <laughs> I can't believe I did that. Uh, but Twyla's now done seven miles with me. Um, well, five miles was a, was a fast walk. Uh, the two miles was a run walk with Ashton Bob. That was my first run back. And... Felt pretty good. Uh, the heel issue, which has been officially diagnosed as plantar fasciitis, uh, serious case. Um, and here it is, uh, the evening hours. I, just, I literally, uh, maybe five minutes ago, got back from my last doctor's appointment. And I got discharged because I'm like 99% back. And there's really no need for me to, to go in there and spend any more money in the chiropractor was very kind uh so i've been cleared to go running uh she said only do like two to three miles before i get into a five miler and just to see how that feels and then to let her know if there's going to be an issue and i could get back in but i'll continue to do my exercises and that i've been prescribed and that seems to have really really uh, solved this issue that i had i just wish i hadn't wasted i think it was two months Maybe more than that. Um, yeah, it was more than that. I wasted four months without getting any treatment or even looking into it, thinking it would just heal back on its own. And I, in uh, hindsight, I really wish I had not do, done that. So anyway, I got the two-miler in with Ashlyn Bob and my dog Twyla. She's now going to be my running buddy uh, whenever possible. Uh, she has got a bunch of energy, and uh, she keeps the old one, thir the 13-year-old uh, dog named Blue, keeps him on his toes. Um, he gets real confused in the evenings and just kind of wanders around the house, but he does still try to steal um, the uh, rawhides from the little one. And she's getting bigger. She's almost the same size as him. Um, but anyway, uh, that's that's all for that. I got back to running, and i um, really happy with that. Uh, one little thing here I saw in the news that I had to throw out to you uh, just because I thought this was funny. 
so in Virginia, marijuana is now legal to for personal use. Yes, you can have personal amounts. I don't partake in that. Um, I get drug tested. I can be random, randomly drug tested for work because of the, um, I guess it, you could call it it's a clearance type of thing. Uh, let's just, I'll, that's as far as I'll go with that. If you know, if you know that language, you know what I mean. And so I'm not really into that. Um, I don't care what other people do as long as it's not excessive or silly. But anyway, um, so I saw in the news where a guy has started a bong cleaning business, B-O-N-G. And uh, if you don't know what a bong is, I'm sure most people know, especially because I just made a marijuana reference. But a bong is something that you, it's a smoking device. And uh, uh, generally they're um, water-based. Uh, I happen to have some knowledge about this. Anyway. So guys started a business to clean people's bongs, and I just never really cons- thought that, you know, why would you even bother? I mean, smoking drugs is dirty anyway, and uh, I'll just move on from that. I'm going to put Karen's Iron Man report up on this episode, so you can check that out. Uh, if you're getting this through um, a podcast app, you can go to ashlanddave.podbean.com and read her report. It's pretty lengthy, but it's worth it, and it's got lots of details. So if you are someone who's a triathlete or an aspiring triathlete, and uh, you want to read about someone who did a pretty incredible thing, um, it's a very unorthodox Ironman distance, definitely go to ashlanddave.podbean.com and read that, and I'll be posting that up there. And Karen, thanks for that, and thanks for, for listening to the show, of course. Um, I kind of had a pseudo Team Incognito meetup a week or so back, um, Snugs was there, uh, Crash, uh, John King, uh, a couple of uh, two other uh, uh, Matt, uh, and then one other guy, Peter, who wasn't not he's not an official member of Team Incognito, but uh, this is a group that I've talked about over the years on the podcast. If you've been a regular listener, and um, it's been 16 years ago, we ran the Richmond Marathon together. That was 2006. Um, that was Team Incognito, if you're new to the show or just haven't gone back to listen to all the shows, which I'm sure you probably hadn't, but uh, grassroots marathon training group that um, uh, kind of came from a half marathon training group that we were all part of, and we continued to train through the rest of the summer and into the fall, and then ran the Richmond Marathon in Virginia in 2006. That was my first marathon done, I think, 36 or 37 since then i i really don't remember how many i'd have to check my spreadsheet um but boy that was the first one and i'm still in touch with a handful of these guys and some of the ladies on that team um kelly she just wasn't at the gathering because it was kind of a guy's thing but uh, we are trying to plan a uh, a reunion uh, at some point we'll do that everybody's you know gotten families have gotten older and people have gone into different directions gotten married or moved jobs moved out of state or in Ryan's case, moved out of the country. Ryan, you know who you are. He moved to Canada with his bride. Um, he wrote. He writes into the show every now and then. He's the one that wrote in last time about the uh, gymnastics and got that clarified for me, which was real nice. He's another mighty fine fellow. Anyway, kind of getting on a tangent there, but it was nice to be included in this group because I think they meet up a little bit more often than that I get invited for, but I'm not sure of that. I just get the feeling because they all live in kind of the West end part of Richmond uh, or West outside of Richmond, kind of the Metro area. Uh, but it's always very nice to be included uh, when I get invited there. 
And on the way there, I got a call from an old friend, and this kind of leads me into how um, uh, I'll say old friends come through. Sometimes it just takes a while. So I started working at this new company back in February, and there's a guy named Rob that works there that I've known for uh, over 20 years. We went through, well, much longer than that. We went through the police academy together way back. Um, our careers kind of went in different, we worked for the same agency for a while, but our careers kind of went in different directions. Uh, he started working for the same energy company some years ago. And when I was applying, I was just trying to network with them and get information. And, um, and he's very helpful. Um, and our kids, we have, uh, his middle, no, his oldest child and is a year younger than my child or I was a grade behind, but almost the same age, just one of those, um, like a late birthday kind of thing. And, or late birthday into the year. So he went up to the next, the, they held him back or whatever you call it. Um, and so after I got hired at this energy company, um, I reached out to Rob and said, Hey, you know, we had to get together, just, you know, catch up, talk about work. Cause he, he works as an, um, in the uh, corporate security area too. Um, a little bit different job than I have. I, I work in an, in the kind of an intelligence function, uh, dealing with threats. And anyway, um, He's an investigator, so it's just a little bit, just just investigates different things. So we've been trying, you know, we crossed crossed wires, tried to get together, just didn't work out. Months go by, I kind of just let it go, thinking, well, you know, maybe maybe he doesn't want to want to, you know, doesn't want to get together with me for a beer. You know, sometimes you just kind of, you know, I'm not going to be a fool, right? Well, I'm driving out to meet up with these guys from Team Incognito, uh, like a Monday or so back, uh, Monday. Couple Monday, three Mondays back, and I get a phone call from Rob, and he's like, "Hey, man, I'm sorry. I'm no, I've been meaning to call you. I finally got time." Blah blah blah, and I just thought, "Man, that is so cool." Because I, I kind of, like I said, I was going to kind of let it go, um, and then maybe maybe circle back, you know, maybe six months. Um, I don't know. Still got he's still got one in high school. Uh, he's got three, so. Um, anyway, um, we plan to get together and have a beer. So, um, old friends come through. I mean, this is a guy I've known for a long time. We've raised our families together, um, seen each other at social things, not the most direct of, of friends. Um, but whenever, uh, you know, we see each other, we, we kind of fall right back into that, uh, that acquaintance, close acquaintance. And, uh, there's kind of some neat friendships sometimes and I, d- I definitely value it. Um, so I just want to talk about, you know, just mention that because sometimes that's really, um, it's just the way things work when you're, you know, in your fifties, you just, you don't, it's not like you're in college and you're hanging out with your buddies all the time. All right. I think that's, uh, I think that's it for this show. Um, right at about 39 minutes. So I, I think, uh, this is a, probably a good one, a good one to close up. Uh, let me check the email bag section, section real quick to make sure that I'm not missing anything before, before I, uh, close off. Well, unfortunately there's very little, if anything, in the email bag section of the show. Um, I think I've already mentioned Ashton Bob's email in the last show, and I was looking back in one here, looking back in one here. Does that make any sense? July 26th, I got one from Joe, um, 50 miles south of Boston's where he lives, and his goal is to race 50, a race in all 50 states regardless of distance, and I, I think I do remember mentioning this. Um, he said he'd been a listener for many years. He enjoys the content, and uh, that's the first time I'd heard from him. So, 
that brings me to um, an announcement. Uh, so episode 300 is obviously coming up. Um, probably, let's see, 14 episodes. Probably sometime in 2022. Um, that'd be a good goal for me. So since that takes a long time to do all that, I want to start now. And I want to do something that I did back at episode for episode 100 and episode 200. And that's called Listener Roll Call. And what that is, is what I do is I ask you as a listener, when you have time, or if you remember, if you've been, you know, if you listen to the show many times or just one time and you're going to keep listening, whatever, send me an email at ashlanddave at gmail.com and tell me where you hail from, what kind of running you do. I don't collect the emails. I don't use them for any kind of marketing. You don't pay, nobody has to pay for this show. Matter of fact, I edited out the ads that TalkShoe put on the mp3 file from the interview with down under dave um, i tried doing that once before i get so many solicitations for being a uh, podcaster um there is a i got one the other day that is a tip jar that you can put on your so i was thinking about doing that just for some fun you know because i i do have a, a paypal thing in there saying hey listen uh, donate to my raise fund um and i actually i've had some donations over the years so some very kind people uh sandy uh, finance one of my races one time, which was very nice. Uh, the race fee, not, you know, hotel and all that. Um, I'll take what I can get, but I, I don't charge for the show. But maybe I'll do the tip jar thing. Maybe I'll, I'll uh, figure out how to put that on there. and um, you, can, <laughs> you can put something in the tip jar. But I, I don't charge for the podcast, and I, and I won't. Um, so I don't collect the emails from the listener roll call. I just think it's neat. Uh, so when I have episode 300, uh, hopefully I'll have, you know, 50 plus uh, uh, names of people that listen to the show. Um, and I can mention, you know, your name, where you're from. I don't, you know, I don't need last names unless you want me to mention your last name. And uh, how long you've been listening to the show, what kind of run you do. And I, I think it helps other people who listen who um, might be interested, you know, what other people listen to this specific podcast? Because it's... Uh, I hear, I, I get emails from, from listeners, and I love that, at ashlandave at gmail.com. And, um, you know, people say, oh, I've been listening to your show for so long, and, and, and they're very complimentary. It's very, very uh, rare do I get anything insulting. In fact, um, uh, the last one I got was, uh, I actually ended up meeting that guy in person, and uh, he's, he's super cool. Uh, ran the Richmond Marathon, came and visited. Uh, that's a whole separate story. Really, really cool guy named Adam. Um, Actually, it wasn't an insulting email. It just kind of made me feel like I, you know, like I kind of neglected responding and, and not being cool about it. But um, that's all separate issue. Everything's uh, all cleared up there and a super dude. Um, but send it to ashlanddavidgmail.com. I'll save those for the 300th episode, which is coming up. And I'll mention this probably in each show going forward. So if you're a regular listener, you won't forget um, what your name is, where you hail from what kind of running you do and how long you've been listening to the show. And uh, that's all I ask. It just, it helps me. It inspires me to keep going. I'm getting ready to start later this month of December. I'm getting ready to initiate a new marathon training cycle. And I didn't do one in all of 2021 or 2022. And that's the first time since 2006 I haven't run a marathon uh, for the year. And uh, that's weird. Um, and I've gained, uh, I weighed myself the other day. I'm 223. And I was down to 202 when I was getting ready to run that 50 miler that got canceled. And it just, and it's beer. It's beer. I mean, that's what it is. Um, beer and eating too much. 
Uh, I'm working on that, of course, but that takes some time. So that's what I'll ask for. Um, and anyway, so I mentioned Joe here. I saw his email. I'm going to go ahead and, uh, Joe, good to hear from you. Um, he, uh, he and his wife like to travel, and um, he said Pittsburgh was really good. I'll put Karen's report up, the uh, triathlon uh, Ironman report. That'll be up. That'll be really cool. And um, I'll put the links to uh, down under Dave's book at ashlanddave.podme.com. I'll figure out where to find it. I know it's on Amazon, and I think it's on another platform that he mentioned in the show. Um, I'll just do a Google search, and then I'll, I'll put those links at ashlanddave.podbean.com to save you the trouble. Um, and so... I guess I'm going to close out the show now. Uh, this is Ashton Dave reminding you need to run to the finish. Keep on running. Don't forget to hug your kids. Make today better than yesterday. And if you're a procrastinator, make tomorrow better than today. And just keep in mind that you're never too important to be nice to people. Y'all have a good week. <laughs>